0: Hello and good day. This is Matthew Embry Bradshaw, the POTUS of 2020. Thank you for tuning in. Today, I believe we're gonna talk about my thoughts, my views on immigration and border security, building walls, stuff like that. We are a nation of immigrants that is a fact it is a fact that the Statue of Liberty gives a message to bring us all who need us and that's kind of if you could say it in a nutshell that's my immigration policy bring us all who need us be clear, I am for taking care of, spending the resources of our government on the citizens of America first. That being said, part of my tax policy is to, when we let people in, grab the correct identification from them so that we can vet who they are track them later know who they are until they become American citizens and then it'd be just like an American citizen so I am for printing people at the border and here's why I think that part of the fear is how are we ever going to know who these people are really Is it really whoever he says he is? She says she is? But something that we can do is say, we know you're your fingerprint. We know you're your iris scan. You know, within whatever margin of error there is. We take a photo of you. Maybe even a DNA sample. You know, and not that this is just used for identification purposes. That's it. it only be used for identification purposes. So, then we can allow people in who need us quicker through the processing system. So, bring us all who need us. I would never put people in cages. I mean, if you're a hardened criminal, and you are coming over here to hurt American people, hurt American freedoms and liberties, then you are a criminal. And you will be treated as a criminal, according to our laws. But I am not ever gonna support The huddled masses coming to America because they need us. They need liberty and freedom. They need to be lifted up from underneath the oppression, the fear. And if you expect to have a president who's going to keep people in cages and put them in basically little camps that are misery filled with rape thievery some have said worse than where they came from and they're just on the other side of the door basically our process must be shortened because it is currently being executed in an inhumane way having inhumane consequences we must not be okay with people suffering we must solve the suffering within our borders primarily And then secondarily, we must reach out to those who are within arm's reach. Why? Because it's the most efficient way to help somebody. We want to do all kinds of humanitarian efforts and I will never be against people reaching out to any part of the world, I will support it. But as far as our federal tax dollars go, as far as what I'm gonna expect you to pay and then expect you to get, long as we have people within our borders who are suffering our budget goes there first if there's a surplus over that our federal tax dollars and budget will reach out to those who are de- desiring to live a life of liberty and freedom within arms reach the easiest quickest way to make an impact on the most people and then if we have solved that problem if we have eradicated poverty and hunger if we have eradicated homelessness if we have increased industry for exportation in this country instead of just being a consumer nation. Well, let's consume things that are efficient and effective for us and let's sell American-made products all over the world at top dollar. And give the American people a cut of our industry, our country. I want the federal government to make money not take money, and I see immigration pol- an immigration policy that basically says, yes, we will freely let you in our country if we cannot find a criminal record or background with you with certain criteria. We're gonna take a DNA sample, iris scan, fingerprints, whatever to secure that we will always be able to identify you if you were to be found somewhere and couldn't identify yourself. Or if there was ever a time that you decided not to identify yourself. Like if you had committed a crime and refused to identify yourself. So, and my idea is that you basically come into this country as an indentured servant to the nation. During that time, maybe we have different industries that we can give you jobs in. Which is why people are coming here to get jobs so there'd be a guaranteed job opening. Because, I mean, unless they're all filled, if they're all filled, then we need to make more jobs. We need to be, we should be able to do that at that point. Because we're becoming the world leader in everything. Under my leadership, it is going to be my very transparent goal that we will become the world leader in everything, including. Have the best immigration policy and be the best country to immigrate to. We must, as a nation, regardless of your beliefs, look beyond yourself and realize that God has blessed. America but any city that was ever blessed and fruitful any town any country can take itself out of the favor of God God is the supreme authority he may not be your supreme authority so he may not be your God But there is one God, one creator of them all. And he is going to hold every single one of us to account. It is appointed unto man once to die. And then the judgment. And when I stand before God. And I'm telling you this so that you know who I am. So that you don't have to wonder what I will choose you don't have to wonder what policy is going to come before me what rhetoric might be written within its pages you'll know what I'll choose ideally I'll be able to address the American people under anything big and, and you know we'll be able to get some information on what the American people think and how they feel But I will never vote for the practice of inhumane anything. There must be justice, but we must be a nation that loves compassion and as the word of God said, loves mercy and walks humbly before God. Those of us in leadership must stand with the immigrant who comes here seeking what God has entitled him to have. And just be, we do not have a license to keep freedom to ourselves. God did not give us freedom so that we can put bars around it and walls around it. God said, freely, you have received, freely give. God did not do anything of us, require anything of us to be free. He did not require anything of us. It is a gift. It is an an inalienable right that came to us from our creator. And I'm sorry if I offend those of you who think that you have a right to be here and others don't. You need to check yourself. And you need to remember where you came from. You need to remember that unless you are Native to these lands. You. Are an immigrant. I will always support safe. Immigration. And. I really think that if we can do it, that it's a tax policy. Whenever I say indentured servant, I don't mean that they're slaves of any type. I mean that financially, taxable, you know, in a tax sense, they pay a double tax of whatever the American federal income tax is. All immigrants for seven years pay double the tax and see that covers the normal input that an American would give and then it also provides for extra because the Bible says that you don't tax your family those of your own place you tax the strangers who come into your nation And so, until you are a citizen, maybe we'll call it the stranger tax. Stranger slash visitor tax. I don't know. But you get my point. This also solves the problem that people have with immigrants who come here just to get... Welfare health care, which I'm not saying is a bad reason to come I mean if I was in another country and my kid was sick, and I saw a border and I was like on the other side of that border There are laws that will protect me to ensure that I can get my baby into a doctor You better believe I'm jumping that wall. I'm digging a tunnel. I'm gonna do what I have to do If the alternative of not doing it is that my baby dies. I Mean have some compassion. That's where we must start You know, when Jesus healed people in the Word of God, as it records it almost every time, if not every time, it'll say something about how he had compassion upon them, and then he healed them. You see, we must heal the wounds in America, no matter which side that you're on, whether you're north or south, Whether you're racist or not. Whether you're for immigration or not. Step back for a minute. And every time that you notice that you're automatically getting aggressive or upset towards a certain somebody. Step back and say, is there a compassionate viewpoint here that might change my mind? How does God look upon this person? What does he say that they have the rights to? What has he told us to do? Love. That's what he's told us to do. As your president, the world will know if you oppress your people and America is good and we can, we will take those who are fleeing oppression. You see, there is a balancer of everything where God says, if someone asks you to do something, and it's within your power to do it, then do it. And that's based upon your responsibility and what you are previously bound to. If you are previously bound to an obligation or you must keep your word and you don't have enough to fulfill the obligation and the request, then it's not within your power to do it. Such as if, say, you just got paid and someone was trying to manipulate the system because they knew you had this belief. And let's say that you had paid most of your bills and then you had like 300 bucks left and that was say an electric bill or the remainder of what you needed for your rent or something like that. And somebody asked you, can I have $300? And you literally have $300 in your pocket but you're previously obligated to take care of your family. Now, unless the Holy Spirit prompted you at that moment and said, "Do it, and I'll take care of it. I'll take care of your need," you are obligated to your previous obligation. So, my obligation, my previous obligation, will always be the American citizens who are American citizens, no matter where they are. If they're in another nation visiting another country, flying through the air, I will fight for the rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for all American citizens first. as my primary job, the well-being of us, the well-being of each and every one of us, and that bleeds into the immigrants because once we let someone in this country and they agree look I'll be happy to pay double the income tax you know and and then everyone who's against them getting benefits from programs well silence yourself because they're paying double to live here and they're gonna prove for seven years that they can abide by our laws we're gonna give them free education just like everybody else so they can learn our history, they can acclimate into our society, we can train them with skills they don't already have, so that our nation can be stronger because our nation is filled with people who have experience in life and in trades and knowledge from books and other people from the past, (laughs) from history, so that we can go forward without making the same mistakes, the same inhumanity, That we've lived through. We must stand for the value in this nation. Bring us all who need us. And if we can, we will. And we will be able to because I'm gonna take care of you. I'm gonna make sure that the laws lift the people at the bottom up, and I'm gonna target them first. I wanna pull those out of the mire, break the chains that bind those in America, that keep them from being able to rise up themselves. If you are a corrupt politician, watch out and I'm telling you right now guys you get me I don't know what kind of dog does this but you're going to have someone that will fight for you I will fight for you relentlessly I will fight against the corruption relentlessly relentlessly People coming into this country is not our problem. How we treat people that have came into this country is a problem. Bring us all who need us. And if we can, we will. That is my policy might not even need to be much more said about it you know and like and see with this policy let's say somebody is suspected of being quote an illegal alien at this point that they snuck into the border but I mean at this point why would you want to because I mean it's going to be as simple as collaborating with the Mexican government and a Mexican identification process and this is what I think we should do I think they should have the same exact records right there so we pull them up if they have a record we consider that record whether or not we're going to let them in the United States if they've already been prosecuted or whatever they're not under warrant they're not fleeing from you know justice then we just record that as part of their record pre-American Okay, pre-seven years and we just, we take, like I said, their information for identification. And so then when you find somebody, we can easily find out if they're in the system, if they're illegal or not. And everybody who's over here now will just give you an immigrant ID, an immigrant social security. And at the end of seven years, as long as you haven't committed treason, as long as you're not in prison, maybe even if you are in prison, I mean, if we imprison you and you're here, I mean, well, that's still experience. (laughs) That's experience being an American right now. You know, you break this law, you go to jail. So that's an American experience. Either way, the point is, give people seven years of American experience. And if there isn't any reason to kick you out of the country, at the end of seven years, you go and trade in your immigrant Social Security card. Maybe we'll laminate it for you so you can put it up on the wall right next to your I'm a citizen certificate, if you want to do that. I think that'd be cool. I think we should have a ceremony for people. You know, celebrate people becoming citizens of the United States. And then have little backstories, man. Where did you come from? What have you been doing? How many businesses do you own now? You know, like my goal would be to take someone who is an immigrant and not to create slavery in the system, but to take those seven years. Yes, we gain from them because of work. They input that way. But during that time, we also make a path to sustainability for each person. And we make it an option. and, And we foster that and push them in that direction. We want you to be able to be sustainable as soon as you are an American citizen. I mean, think about that. The more we make America sustainable, communities sustainable, individuals sustainable, the less money the federal government needs. The less money the federal government needs, the less we got to take. Immigration is a solution. The problem isn't immigration. The problem is that that there is voter suppression in this country so that the poor stay poor. It's prophesied in the Bible, the poor will get poorer, the rich will get richer. It's not saying necessarily that that's how it's gonna stay. It's just saying that this is what's gonna happen. Pay attention. Because when you see this mentality of the rich oppressing the poor, And three families owning more than half of America. Half of the citizens. I mean. And then babies taken out of mother's arms. People put in cages. People sitting for months and months and months and months and months on the other side. in, In new camps that are terrible and inhumane. We need a leader who's rallying the people together to say, hey guys, let's make room for these people. Let's let these people come in and finish some of these neighborhoods that have been abandoned since the housing crisis. Let's just do it, let's just have charity come together. Who's interested, we ain't forcing nobody there's plenty of people I guarantee you if when I'm sitting up there behind that camera and I'm talking to you guys then you're going to find out that I'm going to push us to be compassionate it's not going to be a force thing it's going to be a come help there's people that need us let's make a way for them we can do it you know, nothing that's ever worth doing is easy I mean it gets easier as you go because then it becomes a norm it becomes a priority in the heart of men in the heart of each of our citizens to look upon one another and to erase the hatred to erase the racism to erase the past not in a if you have spite and bitterness in your heart you are not going to agree with some of my viewpoints because you're going to want revenge. So I understand out there when I say some of this stuff that some of y'all will be like, I'm never going to let go of the past. I'm never going to forget. I'm never going to do these things. You know, I'm always going to see the stars and bars as a racist symbol. I'm not just going to be able to look at our statues and monuments in our country as a reminder of the past and the men who fought valiantly for their beliefs, for their liberty. Regardless of whether you think it was right, they were fighting for liberty. And then, that is also a representation of how liberty prevails do you understand? Liberty still prevails because when you get people who say give me liberty or give me death which is exactly what those men and women did a nation changes for the better what's right what liberates what is just is backed by the almighty and when god is for us who can be against us We're talking about immigration We're talking about the balance that we need and we must start with remembering where we came from we must look at those who are coming here before judgment we must have compassion I'm not saying let our compassion skew our judgment in a way that makes our nation more dangerous. But I would say that getting the fingerprint and the iris scan and a DNA sample and a photograph and regular identification criteria is much safer than people sneaking over the wall or under the wall or through the wall. Because then, those are undocumented. So right there, that policy makes us safer. Because even if these people are changing their names. You know, which might be something they need to do. You know, maybe if a certain cartel found out that a certain person's name just immigrated to America and is now in Texas. They might put a hit out on them brings danger crisis into American borders at that point because phone calls get made work gets done so I don't care really if you need to change your name or not when you come to America pick a name we want to know who you were so we can check your background If we can't prove who you are, because maybe there's not even a good record of who you are from your country, which is possible. I mean, guys, we can't take for granted that we can make a phone call and get identification sent to us in the mail, get birth certificates, and go to a social security office and get a new card. It isn't like that everywhere. The world isn't as documented as we are. think about that you know I went through a period of my life right now where I mean I don't even have an ID I do have my documents now I just don't know if if I'll be able to get a license But I'm going to go get an ID either way but I don't know if I'll be able to get another license or not so they took it that's in the discrimination thing if you want to know why But sometimes documents are hard to acquire is what I'm getting at. Like if my father had not been willing to get my document, my birth certificate for me. You know, at this point in my life, I don't currently have my mother's phone number. And unfortunately, I haven't spoken to her for a moment. So I don't know if she would even be willing to do it or not. I love my mother. I miss the relationship we used to have. I pray that the Lord will restore it. But what I'm getting at is I couldn't go to South Carolina DMV to get an ID. I just need an ID. I don't even care what state it says I live in. I just need. Like, there needs to be a federal ID that doesn't matter what state it is. It's just, this is my ID, and scan it and tell whether I know, whether the system knows that I can drive. Whatever. It don't even need to have a driver's stuff on it. It's just my ID. They go scan it anyway, so scan it. Yeah, this guy can drive an 18-wheeler and everything below. Okay, good. This guy has this many warrants on him. This guy has no warrants on him. you get what I'm saying? And it shouldn't matter. You know, cause like right now, you know, technically I'm a resident of Virginia. I'm in South Carolina right now, but I've never taken residency here because I don't want to. Not yet. I'm happy being a resident of Virginia right now. I am happy to be here, it's warmer. But documents are difficult to get And I'm an American citizen and I've been fingerprinted. I don't know if I've been iris scanned, but I've been fingerprinted multiple times. So when I asked them to verify who I was with the system and I just said, hey, can you not just scan my, can I not just go to a police station and scan my fingers into the system, into the database and identify who I am, match the picture with me? So right now, And they said, no, they said they can't do that. They're not linked into the system that way. So right now what I'm proposing is already gonna make every single one of us safer. And I know some people are gonna be like, you're never gonna force me to put my fingerprints on and stuff like that, that's fine. You're an American citizen, I'm not gonna make you do it. It's just gonna be, and it was only ever be used for identification purposes. Of course, if you commit a crime and you're identified as being part of that crime, sure. We'll use it for that. But that's just. You know, that's a right thing to do. So I don't have no problem with doing what's right. As long as you're doing what's right, and our system is balanced, and we reform our justice system, then people don't have to worry about going to jail and being prosecuted for stupid things that are illegal now that shouldn't be illegal at all. Like immigration should not be a crime. I know you're saying, well, you're coming over illegally. Well, let's not make it illegal to come here. Let's just have a process that we want people to go through. So we make it easier to come through the door in the process than to sneak in because you're desperate. I mean, why doesn't that make sense to everybody? Think about it and it will. As far as a wall goes, like, I mean, I, if we didn't have any homeless people, if we didn't have any starving people, dying people, couldn't afford medical, and we had a surplus of money, and the American people said, yeah, let's build a wall, but I don't want to just build a rinky dinky metal wall, like, if we're going to do it, man, let's do it right? You know, you can see the wall of China from space, or satellites, or whatever. <laughs> Aerial photographs. I think that would be awesome. I mean, if you're going to have a wall, why not make it a big wall? And here's a way I think we could, if we're ever going to put a wall up, you know, since it's also about immigration and border control. so. Here's what I've always been thinking. As soon as Trump started talking about building that wall, I was thinking, all right, how can we build the wall and spend the money in a way that benefits as many Americans as possible? So I got to thinking to myself, all right, what do you build walls out of? Concrete, steel. Okay, things like that. What is important in a wall if it's for a defense It needs to be able to not be penetrated to absorb large ballistic attacks. Alright, so here's what I, I propose, okay? And engineers can look at this, and I'm not an engineer, but engineers can look at this and tell what they think. We got a lot of extra plastic in the world, and we got a lot of scrap cars everywhere. So let's give top dollar for steel and begin to smash cars but here's one thing I would like to do I would like to um, end this process because we're talking about revitalizing American strength integrity the morality and the joy and hope And liberty. That's what liberty is about. All those things. And putting a wall up to protect it. So, and in the process, what I'm getting at is let's make America, let's make, let's let every American make money instead of just buying stuff from a contractor who gets brand new material made. Let's recycle. Okay. Let's make this wall primarily out of recycle and reusing. Okay, of recycling. So we smash a bunch of cars, but let's allow the American people to get top dollar for their classics that are rare. So if you're in, a, if the junkyard has a rare car, it's been hanging on to in case somebody wants to buy it. We want to buy it. We want to buy it at least for the scrap. But don't smash it. We'll give you double scrap. How about that? If it's just been sitting there. And you're and you're willing to scrap it. To make money. To build these. Smashed car. Lego block type configuration. Which is what I'm going to be getting at. We'll give you double for that one to not kill it. And then. We'll restore it. As an American iconic vehicle. Put modern stuff in it. But make it look original on the inside and then we can auction those off so the government can make some money on that so we profit off of that sell them within our nation and around the world Then we make a good profit off of that and then you have to pay less taxes that year because we didn't smash all the classic cars because there's cars out there guys that people want They'll pay a lot of money for them. And see then, we create a job right there. We create a job of people restoring cars, jobs that are already out there. We'll just give um, the bids to the people who have the qualifications within the areas where the cars are located. If you can prove that you are a quality restoration shop and I as your president come visit that shop, my mini circuits around America which I just plan to do all the time then you can restore those cars now the old cars they get smashed think about this when you smash a car it gets into a nice compact steel but it's got lots of crevices okay lots of good binding points for concrete so I propose you take the wall that Trump is building right now with the See, his premise on this wall is it needs to be tall enough for people not to get over, but they can get over it. And you need to be able to see what's on the other side of it. Well, you don't have to see what's on the other side of it by seeing straight through it every however big those bars are. So we're going to build a wall that's impenetrable. I mean, I'm not this ain't my policy. I'm not going to run on this and this is not my priority, but Like I was saying, if the country ever wanted it, and we had everything we needed, and we decided we needed or wanted the wall, we're gonna build it big. I propose making it as wide as a four-lane highway. I propose housing troops and American uh, citizens if we got enough housing units in it. I also proposed making it immigration housing built within the walls. Okay, so the top of it so as people are coming over here for safety, instead of putting them in a camp on the other side, we put them in immigration housing built within the wall. And we begin to teach them right there. And we find jobs for them and we send them out. We process them in, we send them out. But the wall, if we're gonna have it, it needs to be impenetrable. It needs to be powerful. So we use the steel cars in a Lego brick type fashion. Car layer, concrete layer, car layer, concrete layer. And then I suggest that we do some vertically some horizontally you know depending on where it's at like on the outer walls I, I would suggest standing them up straight up and down like the bars and then this is where i need and then putting you know a flat face you know, it'll be all be designed and where y'all can look at it but anyways what i'm getting at is for absorbency all right to impact from missiles Right, where does that energy go? All right, so I suggest that we recycle plastic and within the crevices of building this wall of concrete and steel. One, this gives everyone who has a bunch of steel an immediate bunch of money for their steel and you just throw money at people, the best prices ever. Not saying be ridiculous. But the best prices ever. Because we need people to have an incentive. This will clean up America. It'll get rid of a bunch of waste cars that are just sitting around in woods off the edges of roads on the back ends of people's property. It'll give people jobs right now who don't have them. You can become a scrapper immediately. and Boom. Get top dollar for your steel while we're increasing the security of our nation. So people start making money because they're bringing these resources in. How many towns don't have a recycling program how many how much plastic actually can't be recycled think about this guys so what we do and anybody out there's an engineer listening to this think about the concept here and if you can perfect it and look at it and test it just tell me what you think so we got layers Imagine a car being squished flat into a rectangle. Stood on its nose vertical. And another one stood on its nose vertical in the orientation of a T. Basically we're gonna make an I-beam out of cars, okay? And within the middle of those I-beams is more cars and between those cars is plastic layered with the concrete. Now imagine it's four lanes wide, how many different I-beams of cars we'd have to set up. So what I'm getting at is the steel reinforced. You take the bars that we have now, okay? We put steel plating in the cracks that you can see through now. On the other side of that, we begin a concrete wall which is a layer of concrete, then vertically nose down, perpendicular, no, parallel with the concrete, you stand up your cars, the eye, part of the I beam. Then you do a row perpendicular to them, all the way down, and in between them, You're gonna pour concrete as a rope. Then you're gonna pour plastics. Then you're gonna pour concrete. Then you're gonna pour plastics. And so you have these vibration dampening middles that comes from tons of plastic. Like we need to do this as an initiative to clean up the nation and to secure the nation. So what we're doing is these materials, they're not essentially free really because we got to pay for them. The the federal government will pay for them. All these little towns that don't have recycling will now have a reason to recycle and to recycle properly because we're not going to pay for garbage. We need to top But that's the whole point of this in a way is this plastic doesn't have to be recycled to make new plastic. We're just reusing it, collecting it through a recycling system, and then reusing it to make, I mean think about the bales that they have them in now. What if you just drop those blocks of bales, concrete, boom, then you drop the blocks of bales of plastic and a missile hits that wall, boom. It's gonna have absorbance that it wouldn't have, if that's a word. Now we make it four lanes high so that we can run tanks up and down it. And then instead of having a huge military every mile We just have a turret that's manned by somebody or not. It could be motion censored and just have, yeah, just have a guy nearby, have a couple guys nearby. Could be every 10 miles, every five miles, every whatever range of the motion sensor and accuracy of the weapon system or deterrent system, whatever it might be. I mean, you could just shoot everybody with rubber balls. As they came up, just have an unlimited, if, if someone was trying to come up to the wall and then the, you could easily transform that into, you know, not even transform it, but if that ain't deterring them because they have weapons and not just trying to illegally, quote, illegally immigrate. Which at this point, because we make the system so easy for people who are not criminals, to come into the system or to come into America the majority of the people who are going to be coming over the wall or under the wall or whatever they're trying to however they're trying to get in are going to be criminals and it automatically is going to filter them out but i want to build a, if we're going to build a wall let's build a wall where you know in this day and age it's run by drones you know and people in secure areas inside the wall i mean the wall becomes a fortress that houses all the government entities in the the military that you want to protect your wall it houses because it's so impenetrable we can stockpile weapons all along that wall we can build missile things into the middle of those walls we can you get what I'm saying? have a real border instead of just okay look we got a rusty old wall and then we have ports of entry that are are basically little towns that people come to and we're not trying to get people to live in those towns we're trying to cycle people who are of good quality and by that I mean you're not obviously a horrible criminal a dangerous criminal you might have a past but if it ain't too bad or if it wasn't executed in justice, and your record actually doesn't represent you, which I don't know at this point how we would bet that, but but you get what I'm saying. You don't judge by appearance, you judge righteous judgment, and then you get people's identifiers and send them in, and help them get on their feet, and for seven years, every job they get, double the income tax. And here's something else, and you know, people might think this is a bad idea, I don't know. But when we ask employers, or not ask, demand that employers collect taxes, which is why so many immigrants work under the table, because they don't have taxable identification. Well, we would be giving them taxable identification, that they don't have to worry about, oh, I showed up over here, now I'm gonna get, you know, they're gonna deport me. Take that fear away. Now they'll go get regular jobs. Now they'll get paid a minimum wage that is fair, because we're gonna increase a fair minimum wage. It's just that minimum wage. Is going to be higher taxed because they are, you know, in that status, in immigrant status. But an immediate path to citizenship, which gives them an incentive to take upon this country as their country. I mean, how many immigrants are in the military that technically came here illegally? We don't mind to sign you up to die. But we don't want to give you health care. But we'll let you go die. But little Johnny, little Susie, little whatever your name is, ain't going to have health care. Because you're illegal. And a law just got passed that if you came over here illegally, you're out. You're no longer a citizen, I mean, come on. What's humane, what's right, what's compassionate? And then we just have to find a way to fund it, and I'm telling you right, this is how you fund it. You constantly have immigrants that are in this system. You're constantly letting, fostering those immigrants to build sustainability somewhere in America. And then once they become U.S. citizens, they can—they have all the freedoms and liberties, and be ta- and including how they're taxed. And I think that you know, because my ideal is hopefully one day to America to make so much money that you just get a dividend for living here, and nobody's poor and everybody's happy and healthy and taken care of, and everybody has the basic needs of life at least and beyond. And be the most prosperous nation, the most giving nation, the most prepared, sustainable nation. And immigration is a key part of that. Because that what that allows the citizens of America to do is to enjoy being a citizen. And once you become a citizen, To be able to rest on certain basic life entitlements. Now, personally, to be clear, I don't like people with an entitlement mindset. It's really uh, offensive. Especially when you talk to people who've had to work for everything for their whole life, they don't have entitlements. then somebody else gets these entitlements. Seems unfair. So we bring balance to the system. This is what we got to do, guys. I'm telling you. This is my views on immigration. Bring us all who need us. And if we can, we will. My name is Matthew Embry-Bradshaw, I am the POTUS of 2020. Visit me at thepotusof2020.com. Facebook just blocked me out. But I got back in. um, Look up my name. Matthew Embry Bradshaw on Facebook. I'm the only one there. Okay. It's just me. So if you type in my whole name. M-A-T-T-H-E-W-E-M-B-R-Y B-R-A-D-S-H-A-W You will find me. Google search me the POTUS of 2020 or hashtag the POTUS of 2020 in a Google search with no spaces that's very key all my stuff will will pop up podcasts will pop up, videos will pop up records where I ran for mayor will pop up, all kinds of stuff will pop up probably the town council one will pop up as well but get to know who I am start to look into my past find out the good and the bad about me But this is my views on immigration. Again, bring us all who need us. And if we can, we will. God bless America. I love you all. I will be fighting for you. Um, Hopefully within the next few weeks, things are where I need them to be to hit the road and begin to come circuit America. POTUS out.